Hello everyone, Millie here, just with a quick announcement before we start the episode. There's a technical issue at the first 20 minutes of this podcast with Bung's audio. It's, it's basically my fault, I was using the wrong recording device when we were starting off. Um, so bear with, there's a bit of echoing for the first 20 minutes. But good news is that I'm working towards transcribing this episode and future episodes of the podcast. I'm hoping to get it uploaded onto our Patreon page by Wednesday. So hold me accountable, keep me to that deadline. And now, on with the show! Okay. okay, I'm so ready for this. <clears throat> Psych myself up. Hello and welcome to the Lop New Podcast. This week brought to you by Consensual Tummy Rubs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, my name's Millie. Nice to meet you. And I'm joined uh, as ever by Bungle. Yep. All right, Bung. There we go. Talk over you. That's how very dare you. I'm Why sorry. are you a man? Last time I checked, but. Yeah. <laughs> questionable sometimes it means nothing it means nothing these days <laughs> um <laughs> would you believe it dear listener this is the third time we are trying to record this episode yeah um <laughs> well first time we were both too tired <laughs> yeah first time we were too tired and my wi-fi crashed second time um <laughs> you ran out of storage space on your computer i ran out of storage space on my computer and and now who knows what could happen um this could be the the episode that cancels the larp news forever who knows it does although to be fair it does now mean that our first episode is out now and the response was really nice people are nice thank you so much everyone for putting up with us um apologies for the 12 second pause (laughs) of audio that seems to be pausing playback um it's it's uh, to be honest i i have no idea how that happened i i I look forward to putting another one in yeah we'll figure out if that happens again on this one Um, yeah i'll just fill it with you know do you remember that art attack was it art attack or was it smart where they used to display all of the the kids artwork and they did oh yeah he's showing my age here i remember that from um tony hart who was prior to smart and um used to again have it was tony hart's gallery and had that that same music, mm. and uh, yeah, that show we age with Morph. <laughs> Morph was so good though. Yeah, cute little adorable personality. A little plasticine thing. Yeah, wasn't there? The, there was another one. There was Morph, and there was uh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie! All right. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, we've had our little um, ADHD ramble. Yeah, should we get, should we get on with the podcast? So, um, as uh, Millie mentioned in our our post introducing ourselves on the facebook we asked for some questions we did and we got some questions we did we got lots of questions they're good questions as well we've got some lovely people in our audience well they're all lovely people yeah and we don't pay them anything no no friendship tax here (laughs) definitely not maybe just the occasional um booze and whiskey when they come by the camp oh yeah well, I mean, that's oily in the wheelbarrow, isn't it? Well, yeah. He, he, I, I've paid a stipend. 
I've I've paid for my past and present and future drinks. Does that mean bar, does eh? that does that equate to your icy wife as well? Do I get free drinks from Murdoch now? We'll have to run that by uh, Murdoch. I I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. First question, shall we? Yeah. Um, do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I don't mind. All right, let's go. Do, 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 do. We'll start with Martin's question, seeing as that applies for both of us. Um, yeah. Are you two doing any player events to stave off the long dark? Have you any good experience at player events? Uh, well, as for doing any to stave off the long dark, um, we are both heading off to uh, the Reaper's uh, Rest. Yeah. In two weeks. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's on the 10th of February. Yep, 10th of February, that one. Yeah, um, so 10th of Feb, and it's in Somerset, which is really nice. Right. Beautiful part of the yep. world. Um, near Shepton Mallet. In, yeah, near Shepton Mallet, which um, is, has a fun fact from the film industry. Shepton Mallet Prison is used as a very popular filming location for BBC television yeah. series. Um, also has a zombie experience in it, weirdly. But who knows? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Let's all go. Oh, should we take all the Crimson Reapers to the zombie experience in Shepton Mallet Prison? Icy or OC? I would love, I would love for an icy. <gasps> Next, we have to organise a player event that is in a zombie experience and and say like it's a husk <laughs> skirmish or something, because that would be Definitely amazing. Definitely cannot be cannot be a sanctioned event. <laughs> no, because we'd all be dead. But still. But, I genu- a horror maze, but as an Empire player event. Could be quite interesting. That would be so funny, because you'd have all of these people that are absolutely terrified out of their skin, but their characters mm. are supposed to be this, like, really ridiculously brave warriors and things. Oh, I, <laughs> We need to make this happen. And have you had any good experiences at player events? Um, I've been to a couple in the past, um, and it's just been nice to actually have a social event Mm. and have good fun speak to people you wouldn't normally get a chance to speak to properly and have proper long sit downs with people who are normally rushing off to meetings every five minutes yeah it's a really good way to like meet players like senators or politicians like yeah i only ever see i mean i see dave a lot so that's fine but if i if i'm talking to other people like i got to meet um umbar and their whole freeborn is it a cartel in the freeborn or is it cartel i can never remember but either way, I think their whole organisation, yeah. they turned up as the best dressed. I went to the last Reaper's Rest event and it was amazing. There was, um, and it's the same for this year as well. There's a duelling contest and um, like an auction and things like that, which, to be honest, is slightly unfair for the the less financially endowed. Yes, but it is a league event. Which it is a league event. It, it does. It's it absolutely works. I managed to get the um, Reapers to sponsor Agni for her um, auction efforts last time I went, but then I was so transfixed by people swinging their swords around outside. No euphemism intended. That I um, I missed it entirely and completely. Uh, <laughs> so oh, well. Means who it knows? Cost the Reapers nothing. Yeah. Well, exactly. But. Luckily, this time I'm going. Agni's going with her husband, and you ain't spending my money. Uh, our much money, <laughs> darling. Our money. <laughs> it's a very expensive wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one um, event, and I learned that already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's the Area Light event in May, isn't there? At the end of May. 
uh, end of May, June. Unfortunately, I can't make that one. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to go uh, because they make they do some absolutely awesome events. Mm. Uh, I've been to two of them in the past, and yeah, so sadly I can't make that. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm gonna try really hard to go. Definitely well worth for doing. Um, they tend to be quite combat heavy, yeah. and you being a um, physic would be, very, be very useful, useful. to have there. Yeah, I, I I think it would also be quite fun because I don't do combat really at Empire because I'm part of the ju- diplomatic duo. So actually having a chance to test out You're my... You're basically just um, taking Gellert around the battlefield, showing him, this is how people fight here. <laughs> oh, wonderful. There's ah, an escape Senator, route. have you seen this? Have you tried my pocket sausage recently? Um... <laughs> TM. Yeah, do you know I should? But then the problem is, is like I swear pocket sausage has been around for years. I'm the one that just sort of advertises it. Maybe I need to get oh, yeah. people to root around in my pockets next time. Then that's a bit weird. Mm, Grey area. Yeah, I could put. Maybe it would be like a, like a oh, what were those things called at fairgrounds? Um, lucky dips. Perhaps oh, carry no. a bag onto the battlefield full of sausage. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then I eat most of it anyway. Oh yeah. You'd be surprised how many snacks I eat before. <laughs> They even get to the other players. So, I mean, other than that, I've, I've, I, I enjoy player events. I went to um, the Grand Little Mother's Ball last year, mm. which was in Birmingham, which on a Saturday yeah. night, walking through Birmingham in full kit, that was an experience in and of itself. It was very good fun. And I guess you can get away with sort of the makeup being sort of more, I'm out for a club, <laughs> and just have the put the antlers on when you get there. Yeah, well, but. I mean, it was the floor-length dress and the combat boots that kind of gave it away. Um, well... But it was, I mean, either way, like, it was just a nice, it's good food, good company, a little bit of booze, um, and a lot of fun. I definitely need to get along to more player events. I say they just seem to be a lot more um, better for, seem to be really good for networking. Isn't it bad that, like, we go to networking events, but we think, like, it's more LARP network events. So you do more networking as your character rather than actually as yourself. (sighs) LARP is life, guys. LARP is life. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask um, uh, James's one that is aimed at you. I know. Uh, what is the one thing you're hoping to see slash achieve slash do at this year's Northern Kingdoms? Uh, win more arm wrestles against witches. <laughs> Have you won any yet? <laughs> no. Is, is something? I guess so, one would be more than anybody. Anybody that knows me when I'm slightly tipsy, I get absolutely obsessed with thumb wrestles, arm wrestles, just any kind of petty competition. Rock paper scissors. I got I got really into it last year, um, <laughs> but then I forget that like witches are supposed to be these incredibly strong mutants, and then Mal is just there as a sort of stubborn stubborn as fuck kid winning medic so (laughs) i think we had um we had a northern kingdoms player event last year and i spent most of it stabbing people and then sewing them back together like this is the thing i think this is why i always play a medic because i stab people but then i yeah it's really bad isn't it yeah you said i think it was e3 you you greeted my character by stabbing me in the arm and then we were married like the following event show affection (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love you stab love stab stab but i guess it's the stitching up afterwards shows yeah the affection and then i and then agni does a little aa for agni ashbourne agni of the ashbourne and then mal does a little m like you know it's phyllis doesn't even bother stitching people back together she just shoots them in the head that's 
That's the kind of medical attention you could expect from Phyllis Murdoch. And that's everyone. why Phyllis has so many ex-husbands. No comment on the matter. <laughs> um, no, I think I think seriously for Northern Kingdoms, I would really like to actually get more into the RP because I fall into the trap of just sticking with my own people at, at Northern Kingdoms, which is mm. good because the people that I stick with are one, my friends, but two, incredible RPers anyway. Like we've got Oily, Ellie, Callum, Dave, um, Nick, uh, just loads of people turn up and it's just so much fun. Um, but then you've also got just some incredible RPers and they know their stuff when it comes to the Witcher universe. I think that's part of the reason why I don't tend to RP as hard around them because I'm so nervous that I'll show my ignorance when it comes to the Witcherverse. Um, yeah. So I think that's what I want to try and do more this year. Maybe yeah. not die. That's what I also want to achieve. Um, oh, you can't always uh, prevent that, sadly. <laughs> Especially if no. you're challenging uh, witches and all sorts to arm wrestles. They might yeah. get annoyed by it. Or stabbing them to say hello. So every witcher character has a special ability that is original to their character. Mm. Um, when I was choosing mine, I told um, Simon, who's the the, um, the creator of the abilities, I was like, I just I just really want one that's going to enable good RP opportunities, but not, not really be that. So could I maybe just give people laxatives as my <laughs> as my ability? And he was like, oh, you, you, sorry, you want you want one now? And I was like, I just think it would be really fun. Like if I if I went around and just gave people tonics um, and I could have one that was like a laxative and maybe one that was a hallucinogen and they had like RP effects to them. And he was like, sure. Absolutely. And like to to be to be fair, they are actually really strong tonics. So like the laxative stops people from being able to use power calls, so like special like special powers oh, wow. for an hour. And then the hallucinogen stops them from being able to do something else for like an hour. So they are actually really strong tonics. I just use them to, to mess around in the field. Pro. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe Maybe we actually use Mel's ability to do some good this year rather than just poisoning her friends. That would be that would be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Um, let's go to Mr. Martin Thomas. What do you really think of Ian and David? Ooh, how do I put this nicely? Um, no, I've, <laughs> I've known them both for, for years and love them both. Yeah. They're genuinely how I feel about them. Yeah, I haven't got. I, yeah, I great people. Every single time I talk to Ian, it's with a massive smile on my face. Like he's just is such a wonderful and incredibly like wholesome yeah. human being. And he has the, the the most wonderful puppy energy as well. Oh, he's I just love like an it. excited puppy every time. Yeah, and like I know that he'll be listening to this episode because one, he listens to all of them because he's a wonderful human being, and two, like he'll probably be cringing a little bit in and of himself. Like he hates. It when people compliment him, he's like, uh, like how all of us are when we get complimented. You like, don't know how to react. Oh, yeah. This is this is for you, Ian. You just you're great. We love you. You're awesome, dude. Yeah, and 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 Dave as well is also a wonderful human being. He was doing the, his big Legion lap this weekend. Um, he is. Yeah, he's off. Uh, yeah, he survived. Across, um, some mountains. Yeah, he survived. He he messaged oh. me this morning. He's still alive, everyone. Don't worry. He's Dave's really? also just. Look forward an, to talking to him. I know it's great. He's um Dave is also just an incredible, wonderful, and really kind person. Like the fact mm. that the fact that 
I messaged him on a whim um, when he got appointed as the ambassador to Yarm, and I was like, hey, I know, I don't know you very well. Um, part of the EP with you, the Untimed Paths. Uh, I'd quite like to get into the diplomacy game. Do you want a hand? And he was like, yeah, sure, dude, like, come along. And we've mm. never looked back. So it's like, he's just a wonderful and an incredible enabler for RP as well. Like, he'll yeah. go up to somebody and be more than happy to just antagonize them or, like, encourage them to keep going. Yeah, I think it's some live plot, but there's something that he did at one of the events, mm. which um, <laughs> definitely was antagonistic. Oh, which one was that one? Uh, paying some people to oh, slap yeah. a certain person. Oh, that was so funny. That was so funny. Yeah. Oh, we can't talk about active plot, guys. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, cringe, cringe. <laughs> oh, so funny. Next question. All right. It's from another James. This time's James Hewitt. If you could go back to just before your first LARP event and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? And a follow-up question, what hilarious misadventures would this have avoided? Well, I'll have to do a serious answer now. I think, for me, my first LARP event was E1 straight after the Long Dark. Mm, Longest Um, Dark. That one. And it was... I went on my own. I was absolutely terrified. And I I managed to get myself through another James... There seem to be lots of them in LARP. Um, a job at the Boar's Head pub. I think yep. we talked about this last episode, didn't we? I can't remember. I think we talked about this the last time we tried to record this it episode. It's all blurring into one. Um, but the one bit of advice I would give, I spent most of my weekend like panicking and being like, just get in the car and go home. And I think that if I had had somebody go, no, you're okay, it's just your social anxiety, if you jump into a group of people, not literally, but just put yourself in a group of people and interact with them. Ask them how they're doing. They might open up a whole avenue of um, of friends and opportunities for you because that's, that's also what happened at the Boar's Head is the fact that I heard Sinwig. <laughs> yeah. You often hear before seeing Sinwig. Uh, well, you heard, would hear yeah. Sinwig before you'd see him. R.I.P. that beautiful Varushkin yep. Navari. Um, May his passage through the uh, labyrinth <laughs> be swift. Yeah. Yeah, swift, swift and well lubricated. Um, <laughs> um, no, I just think I think that like it's so easy to be like, hey, just be social. Um, mm. But it's genuinely one of the only things that I can say is like the best thing at LARP is how welcoming people are. So if you go up to people and you go, hey, I'm new to Anvil, help. Um, they will happily take you on a tour. And show yeah. you the ropes and things like that. And like that's what happened to me. I just had a lot of anxiety in the run up to that happening. And I'm still yeah. learning, man. Like LARP is terrifying sometimes. Oh god, yeah. I mean I've been going well, I was with the same first event as um Dave and Ian. Mm. Uh so E one twenty eighteen, I wanna say. Yeah. Um when horrible mud and rain. Yeah, mud uh, very right? wet. But um, yeah, we we all came back mm. because we had a we had a great time. I mean, admittedly, we were rather than being solo larpers, we were larping as a group. Yeah, but it was um a huge amount of fun. The only advice I'd give myself is um canopy for our front of the tent and a small little fire pit. Oh yeah, would have been a godsend yeah. on that event because it was so wet and cold. Mm. I mean, thankfully, someone had um, got these shongs and stories fire going during the day. 
Mm. So there's a small fire there where we could sort of warm ourselves up on. Uh, and again, it's the whole social anxiety thing. I mean, now now I know I could have gone up to any of the player camps which have got a fire going saying, do you mind if I just warm myself by your fire for a bit? Yeah. And no, now, in my head, that's like, that's, of course, yeah, just do that. <laughs> but then your first event, it's like, hello, can <laughs> I, please, please, sir, please. Whereas like now, it's like, anyone like, I see anyone cold, it's like, do you want to just chill by the fire and just warm up? Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, especially Navari has hospitality. It's like, come sit by the fire, we'll give you some drinks, give you some food, chill out. Yeah, that sort of thing is like, don't second guess yourself inside your head. The people you're going to encounter here are going to be nice and kind. Again, quite similar to your one, and also make sure you have enough warm layers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because if it rains and things are wet, as soon as you can, change into something dry and stay dry for a bit. Yeah. Because wet and cold is not a fun time. Next question. Yeah. Speaking of oily. Um, who's your favourite husband, Millie? Keys or Wyatt? Um, well, I can tell you who my favourite husband at Empire is, and that is Keys. Uh, my favourite yeah. husband at Flying Lead is uh, is Wyatt. So there you are. That answers that question. Um, hey. Huzzah. You've also been married to Wyatt a lot longer than you've been married to Keys. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's there's two very different... It's like, I don't even... It's like you're two incredibly different husbands. Like, Wyatt... And Phyllis have a love that nobody will ever understand because Wyatt spends most of his weekend calling Phyllis a, a bitch who abandons him. Um, <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> don't, so, like, you know, it's all, it's all joyful and wonderful. And then, um, and, then, and then our little empire get-togethers, it's mainly just, like, nice chill and chats and... And Gaius is kind of, I think Gaius is mainly like, why am I married to this? <laughs> Maybe you are the same kind of husband. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I think very highly of my wife. Uh-huh. My, my wife. Yeah, um, my wife. Yeah. And, and my pipe's going again in the background, so hopefully it's not too much in the background noise. I, I do apologise if it is. It's, it's, it's woohoo. It's the joys of uh, recording over Discord, isn't it? And then like uh, a non-enclosed space. Maybe maybe a Patreon stretch goal could be fund a studio space for the LARP News podcast. <laughs> well, I'm just holding down the mute button on my deck. So every nice. time I talk, you might just have a background hiss, but I'm making trying to minimize as much background noise as possible nice. when I'm not talking. Oh, you're such a considerate podcaster. That's all right. I mean, like, I can just, you, we'll just have, like, a Millie ramble for a minute. This is great. Unfiltered Millie. Um is it great though? It's going to be terrifying too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we have it's all right. It's, it's okay. Hot water pipes are the dream. So, um, second question from our dear Oily: um, If someone would run your dream LARP, what would it be? You can say my name. Oily, oily, oily. Um, I don't actually like. If it was anyone, I think. Do you know who, like, all I think about now is film directors? Yeah. I think... What sort of film director would you think go for, though? Oh, God. Um, do you know, like, either Matthew Vaughan, um, who's the guy that did the Kingsman films, and most recently oh, yeah. Argyle, or I think... Oh, God, I've gone blank. Uh, the guy who did... Um, actually, do you know what? Greta Gerwig, a Barbie LARP. 
Yeah. Would be phenomenal. Actually, yeah, Barbie Lap could be quite a fun. A Barbie Lap would be great. I would be weird Barbie through and through. Um, I am Kenuff. You are. Everyone is Kenuff. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think um, Matthew Vaughan, I, like, if we're talking, I could talk about film stuff all day, every day, which will probably fill the time that you need to get rid of the water pipes being noisy. But, um, yeah, it possibly would. But, um, <laughs> I don't know if people are here for a LARP podcast, not I for a film know, podcast, sadly. But the style of LARP that I really like are the ones that don't take themselves too seriously. I think that's, that would be something that I think Matthew Vaughan would do quite well because he doesn't take filmmaking very seriously. Yeah, if someone could run my dream LARP, who, what, oh, if someone would run your dream LARP, what would it be? Oh, I misread the question. Well, I, I think, I mean, any sort of, I mean, I think there's another question later on, which is again, sort of LARPs that don't yet exist mm. and stuff like that from Sam. Um, so we'll probably cover a lot of that in that bit as well. Um, but yeah, again, I think like stuff like, um, like film directors would possibly run, whether they could run a good LARP or not, they could probably create a good setting for a yeah. LARP. Yeah, you need like, you need the whole... Yeah, the, film crew don't you You need like an art director yeah. to come and build and, the set and yeah and also with the, if you'd have a director doing it you'd have to sort of have the, that constant battle against their ego of this is how the story should be told it's like no i'm here to role play and i'm gonna do it how i want to do oh, it yeah it's gonna oh. be that battle oh god no i take it all back film directors would be the worst people to run laps yeah so control freaky but i mean with good reason like well yeah they're, they're there to tell the story as it is whereas mm. the laps more freeform what about um, like rock stars and musicians mm, they're all about being free and creative a lot of the time mm, oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no i don't know okay fine well, we'll talk about thematically what it would be i think like a space a spaceship lap would be good uh, yeah i'd love to do a decent sci-fi oh lap. yeah i'd love to I mean, do a serenity firefly mm. Up. Yeah, I think if you do like one like based Thinking on something like something it. like Serenity or um again in sort of the, the aliens universe. Yeah. Sort of I, I would love to do a LARP where I'm a colonial marine. Oh yeah, that'd be cute. But then you'd ha- you know that you'd have to go up against a xenomorph at some point. So Oh I get to be a colonial marine. That's true. And just doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Just resisting the urge to quote aliens all the time. Oh no, I know. I just, I just use it as an excuse to bring my cat along. That would be cute. Aww. Next question. <laughs> uh, right, Ian Pitter. Woo! I'd... He's asked three questions in oh one. My God, what a selfish uh, bastard! So, question number one: mm-hmm. What were the inspirations behind the characters, and how are things evolved between now and then? Ooh. So, when I'm gonna stick with Agni seeing as she's the one that I've been doing for longer I always start with the names for all of my characters like that's always been something that I've always done like I'll go through the so for Empire I decided I wanted to be a Navar and then I was like okay what are the influences for Navar like a lot of leather a lot of not Viking but like you know what I mean like it's that that sort of like a Celtic sort of vibe. yeah so so I was like I went and I had a look at traditional um Welsh names um and agni actually means fire in gaelic and i was like "Ooh, Mm. this is pretty spicy so i because originally i really wanted agni to be like this really strong and um headstrong soldier type person 
like so totally different um from what she is now and that's how I started I got agony and then I like I was like I don't want to be a generic human so I want to be a changeling they sound cool oh I get antlers even better um and I and then so like with with my empire character it kind of just grew from there um with northern kingdoms it was me um Billy and James all going together so like I knew I was going to be a Kedwenny um yeah. so then I kind of just took a northern side of things and that's how Mal was born and then Phyllis I actually created for Red Dead Online so Phyllis was yeah. my first ever um Red Dead roleplay character and then when I found out about Flying Lead I was like fuck I could be Phyllis in real life um, <laughs> and that's that's how it all started just Nice. Yeah. What about we kind of spoke about like the whole inside joke with the Cambridge with Keys and Gaius thing. Um, yeah, I can't remember if we spoke about it on the actual first episode. On the first, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's already been explained mm. um, where that hole comes from. Um, inspirations behind my character was literally I was speaking with uh, Ian and another friend, mm-hmm. and he was saying about how him and Dave were looking at going off to this lineup called Empire. And while we're talking about this, I just started looking at um, LARP weapons on my um, tablet and um, absolutely fell in love with sort of just like hammer, like war hammers oh, and stuff yeah. like that. And I was just like, any chance I could tag along to this? Yeah. And then it was all the, oh crap, what am I going to do about my character? Mm. Uh, and yeah, went for the sort of generic fighty boy. And all my skills were maxed out in fighting stuff. Mm. Uh, so I had ambidextrous, I had additional fortitude, endurance, stay with me. Um, and stuff like that. All those sort of things were stacked into that. Uh, so yeah, the whole intention was I'm going to be a frontline fighter, be very hitty hitty. Mm. I don't use a shield. I'll literally be armed up with either two swords, as it was at my first event, or later events, sword and a um, shield breaking hammer. Nice. And um, as I now carry, it's a, sh- a sword and an axe. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but I no longer take the field fighting. Yeah. Um, Still have ambidextrous. Um, if I ever do fancy taking the field again and um, killing my character very quickly, because I have no cardio. Um, <laughs> As somebody who uh, does yeah. very little cardio, you do not need that much cardio on the battlefield. You'll be all right. It depends where you are. If you're with them, the diplomatic duo who are just walking behind the lines, Don't, seeing what's well, going on. We do a lot of running as well. <laughs> yeah, running away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're very brave. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, this this character sort of evolved into well, the current character is a um a guide and I think again also spoke about how I changed from being the fighter into a guide yeah. and becoming more of just a um talking RP and stuff like that. And I've been having a lot of fun with that where it's like on a Saturday and Sunday morning I still wake up stupidly early, but I'm yeah. not oh crap, I've got to get into my armor. It's like nope, I get just uh, I'm gonna build a little fire get myself warm up just chill out yeah it is it is interesting like looking at how characters develop from the original inspiration to actually what people grow into um yeah. it's it's really fascinating i love learning about like a lot of people and what they do is cool oh part two of ian's uh question oh yeah let's talk style what's your favorite pieces of kit what makes you feel most like your characters and why? With me, um, I've got a piece of kit I've had since my first ever Empire, mm-hmm. um, which is my um, brown short sleeve tunic. Aww. It is the most basic tunic. It's got holes in it. Mm-hmm. It's got tears in it. But it's basically the tunic I was wearing at my first event. Um, I'll, and it's short sleeve. 
My God. Which is so rare for a LARP tunic, at least in my size, they're always long sleeve. And yeah. It's like, I get very warm, even on cold days, and having short sleeves is a godsend. Mm. And I said, with the fact that this thing, when I first started wearing it, it was pristine, like lovely, crisp brown colours, very sort of stiff and starchy, and now it's completely broken in. I say tearing holes and stuff like that. I'll probably will patch up some of the holes at some point. You have you have but washed only small... it though since your first demo. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, good, good, good. All my kit gets. The first thing I do when I come back from LARP is basically same. I chuck my LARP bag out of my car mm. and chuck all of my LARP kit into my washing oh, machine. Oh, it's needed. What about yourself? Oh God, I think for Agni. I really like her dress that I wore for Reaper's Rest last year, actually, and it was made for me in 12 hours, and it is a beautiful dress. Um, it was made by Starkey. But they, yeah, they made it. They saw a dress that I originally had commissioned, and um, basically the original brief that I gave just wasn't translated to design at all. It was. It didn't make me feel very comfortable, um, mm. and I got it the day before <laughs> the Reaper's Retreat, Eek. so I had no way of being like help i need another option um and they very kindly said you've approached us for a commission before but we haven't actually pulled the trigger we'll make it we'll make your original concept just send us your designs um and your measurements and i was like okay um and then they were like yeah just come by our workshop tomorrow and pick it up and i was like okay (laughs) expecting it to be like this not greatly made piece of kit and Mm. it was beautiful it's like green boiled wool and like black thick um like linen-y fully fully lined riveted it's beautiful dress um and when i wear it and i walk around the field in it i i know that the skirts are kind of like billowing behind me and i feel like such a princess but such a practical princess because it's also got pockets so yeah no i know i know which one you're on about yeah and i think like as well like it's not really kit it's more makeup but my white eyelashes as well Mm. um like that's that's the final bit of stuff that i'll do when getting into agony agony mode and i think that that's the that's the final that's the thing i think that is the most agony out of everything which is quite nice yeah i think again yeah same with the same with me sort of doing the makeup and stuff i mean like my um my my thorns and everything change every time um slightly because it's never easy to keep doing them the same each time mm. uh, but then i've got the the three dashes on each side of my nose yeah. that's one side horizontal one side vertical mm. uh, but the the one that i think is probably the um the scar underneath yeah. the left eye which is one that i've had not i think i've had that since my second event which was the e4 2018 nice. Uh, and at that event, I also, I think it was that event, or it might have been the following year, uh, I also had a white-out contact lens in that eye. Woof. Yeah. Never again am I doing no. that. I heard that contact lenses at LARP are like a big no-no. As long as you keep your hands clean, mm. and you're keeping the contact lenses in clean solution, or in the case of like some, a lot of the colour ones, you can get ones which are one-day ones, uh, okay. and stuff like That's that. So, so But the issue I had was, the full whiteout ones mm. are basically like a white mesh. Whoa. So you can see blur through it. Ugh. So yeah, it was like having actual cataracts in one eye. <laughs> I thought you meant the band um, then for a second. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was pretty um, pretty gnarly. Uh, and also I had an incident where um, I'd put it in in the morning. Mm. And then all of a sudden my vision cleared. Uh-oh. 
and I was looking around the floors, I was trying to find this thing. Oh no, did it? It hadn't popped out of my eye. Oh, it had rolled round. Oh. And um, I found it the following morning when it was stuck to my cheek. It no. worked, as, thankfully, worked its way out overnight. Oh no. But if that hadn't worked its way out, I would have been basically oh, no. having pretty gnar. So yeah, oh. be careful if you are going to do contacts. I definitely don't recommend like a solid white one because if that moves into the white of your eye, you mm. cannot see it for love nor money. Gross. I was about to yeah. say something really cute about how we were going to have matching scars because Agni got hit in the face by an arrow at E4. But now I, oh. I, I feel sick thinking about eyeballs. Oh, you don't have to do. You didn't not. No, I didn't. I got hit in the face, but yeah, I, exactly. I don't, and uh, well, yeah, my my scar was the scar in the eye was caused by um between events. Mm. Um, I'd been in a pub and got into a drunken fight with a changeling and headbutted them. And then you married her. Boom. Well, if you want it to be you, yeah, we can make that into the story. <laughs> no, several years later, we re encounter each other. But <laughs> you can. But yeah, I think probably the, the scar on my cheek is when it's also like one of those things that is very much um Keyser's character. Yeah. Which is something that's developed over the character and has stayed with him since. Yeah. And then and then uh, the third and fi- like I mean it it splits into three, but third and final Ian Pittock question. What is it like from your character's perspective being A an Ashbourne, B a Navari, and C an Imperial citizen? I'm not actually in an Ashbourne yet, so No, we haven't actually probably sworn you in yet. No, sir, um, not yet. As an Ashbourne, um, I mean, it's been great to. I mean, we started off as a group with just um, group of friends. Mm-hmm. Initially, uh, we've slowly been adding more people that we've met through LARPing, such as um, yourself, Orion, mm. John. All wonderful uh, so, human beings. Yeah, um, it, it's been, and it's just great to have the the Ashbourne camp and stuff like that, and just have. The whole camaraderie of how a striding is, which yeah. is you're a group of like-minded people within a nation who yeah. love and respect each other, and that's exactly what it is like being an Ashbourne. I do, I do. It's exactly what you expect it to be. Yeah, I do love how different each of you guys are. Like, um, oh yeah, because you've got you that's the brand and like the kind of the stern one that sort of sorts everybody out. You you are you are the camp dad. Like you cannot deny that. You're the one that like yeah. everyone listens to. I'm I'm also the drunk uncle of the group. You are, you're the drunk uncle. Um and then you've got Ian and as Talis, who is just a phenomenal and flamboyant individual that's kind of like that's that's kind of like the emo the emo kid of the group where like you know that they're going through stuff but they're kind of like yeah, it's sort of like the the emo, but rather than being sort of like I'm so depressed, like I'm so happy, <laughs> yeah, just running around blowing bubbles about everything. Yeah, it, it's wonderful. And then you've got you've got Dave and all of the diplomacy and like the kind of the actual important stuff of the whole world. Yeah. Eh, all sort of. You got you got Dave, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then you've got Orion and all of his like musical incredible abilities, musical talent, map yeah. making talent, and Caddock and all of their information gathering, and it's just like oh yeah, super secret spy. Yes, no, <laughs> we can neither confirm nor deny these harsh allegations against Caddock. Yeah, we of can neither confirm that he's um currently overseas spying on another nation. No comment. <clears throat> and which nation? Who knows? Um, no. But I mean, what? <laughs> but it just, I, it's like you go to the Ashbourne camp one minute and Ian's like Talis is dishing out cupcakes and entertaining. And then you'll leave and come back 10 minutes later and 
Gellert will be having a really important diplomatic meeting there with you, with like with the guy with his hands, with his head in his hands, like, oh, why do I do this? And then oh, I'm not always like no, that. No, but it's, I think that like, it's a good little, it's a good little act sometimes. And then, um, mm. and then like, and then, and then I can't wait to be a formal part of it. I think it's going to be really fun. And then in terms of being like a Navari, I love our whole culture. Like the fact that yeah. it's all song stories, tats and scars is it just it's like your whole like um what do we do the song that we sing at the end of each event when it's standing and you welcome in uh new... when the oh yeah when they're welcoming in these new citizens yeah. like usually um, people who pass their citizenship tests from yeah. the um academy it's like little uh, children. painted yeah it's so beautiful so, um, like if anybody beautiful song and, and and it it i cry every time it, it, oh, same it's so it's so emotional and it's so beautiful just watching a group of people come together and just boost boost up yeah. people and like be like you are part of us now you are our family like we are all navari we are all together um i really love that and even though like and the, yeah. the other thing that i love about being navari is the fact that like it's ingrained in our system to leave like it's all about yeah. the trods and and going on a journey and it's okay to go away for a bit if it's all on the journey and then you yeah. come back and you're like this is just so nice you're finding your way in the dark yeah it's so beautiful that's one of the reasons i switched over making the guide as well mm. rather than playing the fighter guys like you know this is where the dance has taken me is this way and i'm playing my guide very much as a traditional navari guide yeah so rather than being all about passing this through synod and da 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 the virtues with this the virtues of that uh, the guy's traditional role within Navarre, from what I've gathered from the wiki, mm. is basically you want to gui help guide people to find their place in the dance. Mm. So people, if they're struggling with, do I belong in this nation? Do I belong in this striding? It's like speak to a guide and talk to them about what. Like me, I'm an I'm an ambition guide. Mm. So if you're like, I want to think I'm thinking about doing these sort of things. Like have a chat with your ambition guide or or whatever vigilance guides or prosperity guides, all that. But like I said, the guide traditionally would be to help you find your place in the dance. Mm. So it's like you talk with them; they'll talk you through like your thoughts and stuff like that, and just sort of beat stuff back off you. And it's like that, that's the way I sort of play it. Is like, so what sort of things are you interested in? Da da da, and just go backwards and forwards with that for a few, for a while, and just again, just like help that way. Mm and that's one of the things i love about navari it seems to be like i mean it's probably the same across a lot of the nations where the brief can be taken looked at and interpreted in many different ways yeah and that's the way i've chosen to interpret my guide's brief it's a, and you are a brilliant guide like uh, yeah, like I, I try i think that the thing that makes you so good at larp is the fact that everybody comes to you for advice that that's why i'm the drunkle you are as well. honestly i can I can I come along to a little drunkle? Uh, I'm sure they'll be fine with it. I'll um I'll run it by the um the council of drunkles. Thank you, thank you. I would I'd love that. Can I be a drawn? <laughs> I can either confirm or deny the existence of drunkles or inebriables. By the way, inebriables. Ah, oh, yeah. No, this is this this podcast is going to do mayhem for our incognito yeah activities. Right, it's it's uh, just going to be really enlightening for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, my murder plans. Um, next question. 
<laughs> uh, we got to see an imperial citizen. I obviously, well, I mean, you as well. We both work closely with Geller and the um, the senatorial system. Yeah. Uh, probably me a little bit more so because I actually will proxy on the floor in Senate sometimes. Yeah. So I see a lot of the whole what's actually going on within Empire, as do you, I'm sure. I mean, I t- um, yeah, sort of. I mean, I have got a lot more understanding of other nations within the Empire since Geller has been the senator yeah. and being his proxy. Yeah. I, it's definitely opened my eyes a lot more to it. Yeah, like um, last event, do, I can't remember if it was E3 or E4, they moved Senate into the civil offices or maybe not senate but we had like a little impromptu oh, senator that was, meeting yeah the, that was a um rather than being an official senatorial meeting that was basically a gathering of the senators to yeah. discuss things because we don't have well there's just Whoever, not enough time yeah. in senatorial time yeah. during the senators meeting proper the official one yeah there is not the time to actually discuss things. Yeah, which it is literally whoever, you ask a question and a response is yeah. no back and forth and whoever thought of that idea genius because like yeah in terms of me feeling like an imperial citizen i don't understand enough about the empire to answer that question, yeah i think like, genuinely the, the, yeah i think the the issue being is like if you've only been in the peanut gallery yeah. um during senator's things it's just like it could just be like well what am i even hearing here i have no idea what the hell's mm. going on um and i think as well like when you have resources like the wiki is great but yeah, it's overwhelming but it's so deep. and it's got so many years of um senatorial notes um yeah. synod votes and senator votes and things like that that it's it's just too much for me now and i i i actually can't even open the wiki unless it's to look no. up potion recipes like i can't it's so it's so yeah i don't I, I think when i first started i tried to have a go at like having a look through everything yeah. to do with stuff Whereas now it's just like I will literally if there's something I'm interested in, such as um our our marriage, yeah, uh, being well, a Navari braiding, yeah, I literally just searched that and looked into that specific thing. I will literally go into the wiki for something I want to find out about. Yeah. So if there's an area of the game that you are interested in, yeah, search for that on the wiki and look into that. Perhaps deep dive on that. Maybe. But I think, don't I think... worry about going outside of that area yeah but um, i think i i learn a lot more that's that's what we were talking about with our goals last episode just the fact mm. that i just want to learn i think i learn a lot better from people and yeah. like having having people talk at me and me being able to fire off questions and having them not be upset when i don't have any questions it's <laughs> really oh, yeah, important. yeah it's definitely definitely having that as well being able to sort of bounce things off obviously when you're doing it with other players, the thing there is you're going from their interpretation yeah, of what's on the this wiki. Is true. Um, so it's it, but the great thing with that is basically you can then take what they've given you, speak to someone else yeah. about the same thing, get a slightly different answer or a completely different answer. Yeah. And then from that, you can sort of piece together how your character takes it on. Because again, yeah. don't forget, it's not you learning this stuff, it's yeah. Agni learning this I stuff. I think it's, I think it's, yeah, that is true. I think it's really interesting going thinking about it and this is why this is such a good question is the fact that like it's going from being a really big cog in the ashbourne to being mm. a medium cog in navarre to being an absolutely minuscule cog in the empire as a whole um i think it's oh, yeah. it's, it's really interesting like because um because i don't i mean i don't do anything like agni could die tomorrow mm. i mean no but think about it like she could die tomorrow and she, she'll have had um, 
very little input on how the empire is run. Well, except for like Gallant would not know what the hell he's doing because <laughs> a he true. would know where he's going because yeah. everything's inside Agni's notepad, which is probably with her wherever she's dead. Yeah, no. To be fair, <laughs> um, she leaves it. She leaves it. In the, I I left it in the middle of Senate once, and then got drunk ooh. and went back on Sunday and found it again. I lose it so many times, and there's so many incriminating various different bits and bobs in that notepad. Mm. It's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely keep a close eye on that. But perhaps I feel um, tired to your wrist like I a actually, little um, child's... Do you know Revolution mittens. book pouches? You can get them Ooh. on Etsy. They're like really well-made leather belt pouches for books. And I... Because my notepad is an A4 one. The A5... Yeah, do they do a pouch for A4? They do. And Ooh. I have it. And it's it's really actually quite like... Um, it does something for my little ADHD brain when I can feel it in on because yeah. it's like that little weighted blanket. It's really weird. I think we can add the yeah. notebook into what makes Agni be Agni as my massive notebook. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Um, right. Phil uh, Forrester. I heard you can tell your friend is a LARPer by counting the number of pairs of socks they own. Is this true? Yes. <laughs> How many pairs of socks do you own? Enough to fill a, a Canax box. Oof. If you know what an Ikea Calax is. It's like, what, like 50, um, half a metre by half a metre? Um, yeah, roughly. Yeah, that's pretty, oh, wow, that has a lot of socks. I have a drawer a full of, of socks. socks, to be fair. But you can never go wrong with a fresh pair of socks. Oh, yeah. Like, having oh. with When it comes to love, I have enough socks to cover me for rain or shine. Mm. So I've got thin socks, I've got thick socks. Yeah. Uh, I don't own seal skins. Um uh, they're they're overrated in my honest opinion. Yeah. It's like I, I don't need them because I have waterproof boots. Yeah. And um, also seal skins trap all of the, the moisture. Moisture against in. your foot. Oh. Which you don't want. No no. Um do not get waterproof so yeah. socks. So I've got yeah thin socks, thick socks, medium socks, yeah. all that jazz with us. Uh, and also pack enough underwear as if you're gonna shit yourself at least twice each day. Because again, not saying that you're going to shit yourself. I'm saying <laughs> if you get wet and it rains, yeah, literally having a full change of dry yeah. clothing and it's base oh, layers as well. Like they're exactly. so important. Everything, yeah. like literally, if you get soaked through, don't think oh, I can just change my trousers and top. It's like if you're still sitting there in yeah wet pants, you're not gonna have a good time. Yeah, I always, I always bring a full set of OC clothes. In case, like either to sleep in or to leave the field in or just do anything, because it's just so much. It, honestly, when you when it's been wet, like E four or E three last year when it rained, yeah. and it wasn't as bad as like mud apocalypse rain, but it was still bad enough that I was wet through, and mm. having the chance to like go back to the camp, change everything, and go and warm up. Oh, godsend. Yeah, but yes, oh, yeah. I would, like I'll use because I come down on the thursday so i'll always have oc kit anyway nice so yeah. yeah a good socks i need to get more socks actually thank you for reminding me phil yeah more socks more and socks. um also fleecy pajamas oh oh yes we are true lapers. only discovered the wonder of those at nightmare otherwise every other event i've been at i've literally been in just boxer shorts in my sleeping bag it's because we were sharing a tent wasn't it you're like i'm gonna have to wear pajamas I'm going to have to put pyjamas on. I'm going to have to be a bit more respectable here. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so cosy and warm. Yeah. I really liked I, I, I really liked sharing a tent with you and Dave at Nightmare. It was just really nice. Yeah. 
It's a nice. Little... It, it's nice to. It's just nice to share a tent. To be yeah. honest, I've been having a five meter bell tent to myself for so long. Uh, it just gets cold and lonely. I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm so. I'm so here for us to. If if we share a tent, then we can make a Gellert an office space out of my tent. I think that he'd love that. Like have a designated nah. Ashbourne nap tent. Uh, so, are you more about making things look cool in LARP, or do you hunt? For good narrative and a cool story. Oh, um, um, it depends on where I am. Yeah. Um, basically, if I am, say, if I'm monstering on the battlefield, like I used to back in the day, mm. I am all about making what I'm doing look cool for the person who's killing me. Yeah. Basically, give them a good experience. That's true. I think uh, one of the previous episodes I've been on talking about uh, back in many, many moons ago here mm. now, I think it's one of the Christmas specials on... And I was explaining, like, some of the funnest things I've done during LARP have been dying as a barbarian. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. So, and that, in that sort of situation, I look to make that look cool. Like, I've, um, I've been spun around by an Imperial Org who has then stabbed me multiple times in the chest with a small nice. little dagger. Oh, what and a so, good death. Initially, I was behind the lines looking for a healer. Yeah. And I'm spun around by someone in an Orc mask. I think he's just doing some sort of ritual. Then I realise when I look down that he's holding a little dagger in his hand, like... Uh, okay and then i start doing the whole coughing spluttering and then just drop to my knees yeah and it's like, I, the most fun that i've ever had it was me Paige, and callum and we were all monstering together it was a, it was Paige and i were betty crockett and granny i can't even remember what i was it was betty crockett and i was another famous baked goods and and then callum was just there and and we were kind of stuck in a line fight mm. And I'm ill-equipped for a line fight because I don't even own a shield. So I was like, I'll just hang back, be my usual medic self. And then the next thing I know, Callum's just dive-bombed the Imperial line yeah. and broken through. And I, I do not advise dive-bombing the Imperial lines. One, for a safety concern. And two, it's just dive-bombing a load of people in massive armor. Um, yeah. But um, and then me I've... and Paige looked at each other and it just went, Arr and dive bombed next to it and like that looked cool i hope yeah i mean i've done that a few times under um sort of a unit commander's orders mm. um one time when i was given a potion as a druge this was during the um the inf again before your time i think the infamous donut of death oh yeah i mean i mean that one of those happens every year like oh this one was the one which again i was when i was monstering it's the first time yeah that they've not had to use any respawns from the orcs barbarians not even one no um and basically i got given a potion and basically um enraged me and i basically just charged the line in my um in my armor with my big hammer and basically if people had followed me we i basically i got nearly all the way through the lines yeah towards their medics in the middle of the donut Whoa. but um everyone around me had no all my friends had no idea i've been given this rage potion and just found it hilarious so they just laughed about this uh, but then later on when we're fighting as the um i think possibly as the grendel i can't remember the grendel oh, the grendel uh, so grendel color scheme wise we've been in uh, uh, purple uh we've been at peace with the grendel for a while the peace is finally expired um <laughs> i'll bring my purple monster kit yeah um and we were basically, and again, I had the, the armor, the chain mail on, mm. and basically, I was at the front of the line. Had then had two people behind, then another two, and another two, and it was like right, charge at their line, and this was charging into Brass Coast. Nice. 
Uh, so yeah, just boom, smashing through their lines, going bah. Yeah. Again, getting pretty deep through their lines and then sort of going down after being smacked down a lot. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's where I lost my first one of my nice um, swords. Because uh, as I came up, it got pinned down. Oh no! And basically, as I was walking off, I just sort of put my hand down to where my sword was in my um, on my belt, mm. and the rivets that joined the uh, <laughs> frog to my belt no. were all that was there. No. Were the rivets? Oh no! So yeah, somewhere a sword and a frog went missing that day. But again, that was before the longest arc. I've now replaced it with my lovely leafy sword. Yeah, which I love. That's a good sword. Um, so yeah, in that sort of case, I always look to make things cool. Yeah. Um, whereas when I'm just down about in the field, yeah, I'm rather hunting for a good narrative. It's like I'm not going to bother making something look. I'm not going to look cool walking around. Yeah. You've seen what I look like. I mean, I, I think that I think that it's something that like if you're talking about overarching like narrative in terms of overarching plot, mm. I'm not really there for that. And like I will, I I I I enjoy it, but I don't want to take an active part in it. Like the small, like in terms of empire, I'm there's too much going on. I don't know. So I don't look for narrative in Empire. But for the smaller LARPs, for like ILARP, for Flying Lead, mm. you can have much more of an effect on the, the story of the weekend if you do know. I think that yeah. like we were talking about it on our Nightmare episode is the fact that we, I was so plot averse at Nightmare. I just mm. wasn't finding it. I, but yeah. like also Phyllis is the kind of character that walks through a gunfight with a piece of cake and sits in the middle of it. Um, so... <laughs> I don't. And somehow she's outlived all our husbands. Honestly, that woman is unkillable, and I've tried many a time to get her killed. Um, <laughs> and then, and then V's also said, "Has there been any times in your LARP career where you've been utterly proud of a storyline you just created, either on purpose or ac- accidental? And what were the results of that in game?" Oh, right? I'm trying to think of any time I've actually created storyline. I mean, <laughs> interpersonally, I have. Um, I think. It, I mean, obviously. Would it be when you got one of those items hallowed or something? Because that was beautiful. Um. Yeah. Probably getting. Um. I mean, because there was a couple of things that I got hallowed uh, at Oily's request. Yeah. Um. Basically, Murdoch sent me an icy letter, um, asking if I could hallow a few things for him. One of them being his hat, and the other being a uh, bell for the people who do the um, oh, hydration yeah. station. Uh, so their their bell is hallowed to ambition. Oh, that's so cute. Um, I can't. We came up with a ridiculously re- silly name yeah, for it, which was great. It was. It was um, very. But yeah, silly. doing those sort of things is very nice. And again, doing the and basically, I did that free of charge. I charged no out to do that. I was like, that's nice. Dude, I'm gonna do that. Um, and also, <laughs> IC wise, the way that um, I responded was by basically sending him a copper wolf skull. Nice. Because um, obviously, yeah. I've, I have access to a 3D printer. I've printed stupid things all the time. And um, he's part of the Dread Shields, and part of their symbol is a wolf skull. That's cute. Um, and also, I arranged... Because obviously, uh, Talis has been going through quite a turmoil in regards to storyline and plot uh, in Navarre. Just a little bit. Um, and having his hallowed bow broken yeah. oh. uh, by someone. Um, again, this all... I don't know, can't remember how live this plot is or not, so I'm not going to go into any further details than that. But I arranged with... Um, one of our friends uh, who's a vigilance priest yeah to because his bow was hallowed to pride uh, to get his bow new bow hallowed to vigilance yeah and basically went through the discussion with the uh well with james mm. <laughs> is the character i got to do it just sat there have a talk with him uh, ic and oc about doing this oc i approached ian before doing it mm. saying i'm planning on doing this would you take offense if asked to do this to your bow without talis's inf- without talis knowing 
so yeah it was done basically behind Talis's back I got his bow hallowed yeah it's so it was so yeah. like being there when you presented it, as a, it to him the head down to vigilance is called I think it's like um, nature's compass or something like yeah. that and it's basically to keep him on track to remember that it's not just what you're looking at down the sides it's everything around you yeah. you've got to be aware of that so yeah it was a beautiful so yeah there moment. was that and that is again just opening up and it's more rather than big overarching storyline plot because it's a fest up i'm unless i was to go into senate during a meeting and stab the new throne i'm not going to be making huge amounts of plot i'm not planning on doing this yet not yet Um, you're not (laughs) but doing interpersonal plot is what i've done and been proud of it's so much nicer right when you have like a little one-on-one characteristics like um i think i haven't really had any moments like that at empire but i have had a lot of really beautiful moments at other LARPs. so like at flying lead when i had the um when i had the little chat with the drunk irishman and i was just playing cards Mm. with him for like an hour like i was so proud of myself to be able to do that like it's like what it shows for me that was a really big moment in the fact that one, I was able to stay in character for that long. Two, I was able to actually like maintain the character, and then and then the fact that it was actually like really good fun. I think that's like it shows a lot of personal growth for me, and that's probably yeah. why I'm proudest of it. Literally, just yeah, doing little bits of RP like that and just creating your own story or other people's story. Yeah, like basically making because that's that's the whole thing with LARP is you are making a story with other people yeah exactly and it's not just your story you're not necessarily the protagonist yeah and that that's the way you often see it, is that i'm not the protagonist of this story i am here to facilitate the story everyone yeah. is here to facilitate so no one is the prota- protagonist no exactly there's probably certain people in dawn who i am the protagonist <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's the dawnish um, brief isn't it yeah, that's part of the Dawnish Proof. They're there for the glory. They're there for the story to be told directly about them. What a hell of a way to die, am I right? Exactly. What a <laughs> stupid way to die. Mm. Next but yeah, question. That, next question. Um, well, we've got the last part of um, V's. Um, how about genuinely regretted? Not in character, oops, that went wrong. And out of character, was it was still good plot, but generally you wish you'd done things differently. Mm. What was it, and what would you recommend new players do to prevent that from happening? Oh, God. Um, I personally don't. This is probably going to come out wrong but I'm hoping that people understand it when I say it, is I try and not live my life IC or OC by regret. Mm. I think that if you if you call something a regret, it it puts it in a negative light. Like um, it was something I was talking about when I was in, when I was having therapy. It was like, you have to think of it as a learning opportunity, um, yeah. which is kind of what this is, this is going on at. But like, I think, I think the only thing I've learned is like doing check-ins is so important like i think that's the one thing that my brain has popped to on this question the fact that like you've got to think about the ic and the oc when you're interacting with people like yeah i i am very lucky in the fact that i haven't had any moments where i've sort of been like sugar i should have checked in with them one because my rp isn't that edgy (laughs) it's mainly just do on a snack um yeah um always remember that there's a person behind the character and the character yeah. isn't necessarily that same person um oh yeah but yeah that, that's one of the main things is to remember is like everyone is acting yeah exactly i mean it is acting it's not everyday life it's not something that you are obligated to do if either you know you 
if you personally are feeling uncomfortable, you can remove yourself from that situation. Mm. Um, and I think that not realizing that sooner mm. um, is probably one of the biggest learning experiences that I've had LARPing. And um, yeah. it would have saved me so many situations where I was made to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, if I had learned that sooner. So I think that's the one bit of advice I would give to anybody, anybody on the field is don't push your own boundaries for the sake of RP. It is a privilege to RP with somebody and not a right. I think I don't, I haven't had any proper icy heated moments uh, no. from myself where I, um, I mean, because a lot of people seem to know me as the, the stoic or cool, calm, collected member of the Ashbourne. Yeah. Um, OC, I, I used to have a major um, anger problem. Mm. Um, not as in lashing out, hitting people, but literally getting very stressed yeah. and very close to breaking. Yeah. Um, I think that's because like, you and, care quite a lot, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um, so from that, I learned to basically sort of switch. I mean, I still have a bit of an issue with stress. Yeah. Um, but I, this is going to sound like really big headed, I have not fully lost my temper in probably about 15 to 20 years oh god and that's even with me pushing your buttons yeah. every event so thankfully i've not had to bring out because um i can still do the whole sudden switching and being very angry mm. i've i can do it as an act yeah but i don't try not to do that in person anymore yeah it, because yeah like um, i got to a point where the stress was doing me severe yeah. health problems there is there are moments at empire when and i think that's another good thing about being ashbourne is mm. like we're very hyper aware of each other and our needs yeah um like i had a mini meltdown at one event and you were like let's you just go look after yourself like or let's go find Let's go find X, Y. Yeah, like let's go this find this. And take let's you away from the that. situation. Yeah, like I think that that's yeah. something that is really good, and also like having a good support network is another bit of advice I would have. Like go as a yeah. go as a solo lapper if you if you want to. It's incredible solo lapers do that what they do, but also as you go to lap over time, having a support network of lapers, even if you don't camp with them or you don't spend time with them, knowing yeah. that they're there, so good. Um, oh, definitely. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if um, uh, probably the only thing I could say, but in regards to stuff I've regretted at LARP, is probably not getting more involved in stuff earlier on. Mm. Is um, I was a LARP tourist for quite some time, mm. and it's only in the last few years with um, Dave sort of doing his whole diplomacy stuff recently yeah. that I've been getting more and more into the sort of that sort of side of the game, and also it's meant I've been doing more of my own stuff with the guide stuff. It's like I wish I'd sort of gone into this a bit earlier. Yeah. As in, and that, and what I'd say is basically, if there's an element of the game that does interest you, mm. even as a new player, don't just go, oh, well, I'll look into it another time, I'll look into it another time. Speak to characters who are already doing the sort of thing that you're interested in and yeah. talk to them and say, how do you find it? What do you do? And da, da, da. And yeah, feel free just to go up to people and go, hi, I'm new to Anvil. What do you do? Yeah. Why do you enjoy it? That's something that and I want to do more da, da, da. of. I'm not so new yeah. to Anvil anymore, but I do want to learn about everything. Oh yeah, it's like you don't necessarily have to be new to Anvil. It's like I've been, like I said, I've been going since 2018, mm. and there's still elements of the game I haven't got a clue about. I know there's what um, Wintermark is um, three nations, one people, or whatever they chant, or three people, one nation. I'm just going to nod. 
yeah yeah three people one nation so they're made up of three different things i know one of them is semisuak oh. i don't know what the other two are yeah that's where the, semis, the word semisuak, semisuak. comes from oh, yeah. okay <laughs> if you know you know people of, yeah uh, but there's like stuff like that i don't know about yeah and yeah it's like i would love to spend all my time in the world going through the wiki learning all about it. it's like i was like you know what i'm not playing bungle here yeah i'm keys i've been doing this stuff over here i haven't been in winterbark that much yeah perhaps at some point i'll end up sitting in winterbark and just chatting to some markers for a few hours yeah and I, I, you know what, E1, if I get a bit of downtime, I might go do that. Go sit yeah. in, there's a lovely tea room there's right next really, to there. I really, do you know, can circle. we go to a tea room? I've never yeah. been to a tea room, an icy one, and actually got a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, we'll go to this one near the, um, the we'll go to the Winter Park one near the moon. Yeah, let's go. Right, next question, because we're an hour and 20 minutes into recording. <laughs> well, we'll be fine. I'll edit it down, it'll be a lot less, but. Um, from Mr. Daniel J. Wild. Um... Photographs. Do you prefer seeing ones of yourself mid-battle or in more candid day-to-day style shoots, shots? Um, personally, again, speaking of someone who doesn't really take the battlefield anymore, mm. um, I mean, it was always great to see myself in battle shots, but I pref- personally, and it's also, I do a little bit of photography as well here and there, I have done a bit of LARP photography at one or two events. Yeah. Um, I prefer candid day-to-day style Same. photos. It's like when you're on the battlefield, you're like obviously giving it all. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily look my best when I'm giving it all. I've seen what I look like after I do a lot yeah. of exercise. I'm a horrible, sweaty mess. There's um, there's um, one photo of Agony as she's leaving the portal, and like I was like, I saw the photographer, and I was like, I bet I look okay, and then it, I realised, shit, I'm post-battle. My dress is all askew. My antlers are wonky. Everything's gone a bit wrong. Yeah. Mm. Whereas, yeah, just um, they just random candid snaps. They're and like out of the the favorite ones I prefer to take, and things and they're the ones that I prefer to see myself in. It's like because the, there's a brilliant picture. I think it's um I think it's one by um uh, Ben Smith, mm. which is one of my favorite pictures. I had no idea he was where he was. Yeah. Uh, but it's um, a picture of Talis and Keys. Yeah, I love. Talis is holding up his coconut drink, going. Yeah. Oh, and there's me just pinching the bridge of I my know. nose. I love that photo. Um, looking exacerbated. I think probably at the time I'm actually laughing. Yeah. But the way the photo looks, it looks like it's yeah. like yeah, it's so. Keys is um, exacerbated by something Talis is saying. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of my favourite pictures of me out there. It genuinely like I love it. It that photo makes me so happy. And there's also like. At other laps as well, there's a really cute photo between me and um, Direwill. Um, mm. So Mal and Direwill, and it, what it was was like, Mal had this whole thing of not knowing um, what Kiss was in the Witcher universe because obviously Mal doesn't yeah. Mal doesn't do Witcher stuff. So so she was like, people were asking her if she's got a kiss, and I was like, she was, and, I, and Mal was like, no, I've never had a kiss. What are you talking about? And and they were like. They're like, no, a potion, Mal. And so she's like, oh, okay. And Direwill comes up and he's like, because obviously I'm a herbalist, so I've got herbs. Yeah. And he goes, um, have you got any herbs? 
I was like, yeah. He's like, good. I'll take them for a kiss. And I was like, oh, yes, absolutely. Anything for you, Diawil. And it's like the whole, and there's this really cute photo of um, Diawil pressing the kiss Lammy up against mm-hmm. Mal's face. And like the look of contentment that Mal has. It just, <laughs> I love that photo. It's, But then also all you see is, um, Dyer was really broad shoulders, like just slamming it into my face, and I'm like, yes, this this sums up, like a, they they the, the corny phrase of a picture paints a thousand words. Yeah. Finding it in the candid little moments where you're sharing a little joke with your friends, or um, or finding the moment where there's a, like there's a really beautiful Ollie Facey one about um the throne election, and it's mm. the moment that the election results were there and there's the Varushkin throne elect in the centre and just everyone like they're surrounded and yeah. it's just the look of shock and joy on their face and it just it's such a good photo because um, it kind of shows the scale of it all as well um, yeah but then also you've got um, oh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in photography talk now Um so say we all photography the the person that does the character shoots so they did a talis mm. um yeah a talis one and it's like i really would love to get an agni gellert keys one <laughs> where it's like agni trying to like feverishly write everything down and like i think that would be really cute so there's there's i'm gonna add in a third category of like not candid but sort of slightly staged photos are kind of fun um yeah. But yeah, I definitely prefer Candid to mid-battle. But you can get some epic Oh yeah, shots. there's some amazing mid-battle shots. Yeah. Definitely my favourite, both to take and to, to see. Yeah. Not necessarily even of me, just of anyone at LARP. Yeah. Is that sort of Candid. Because there's also, a lot of the time with the Candid ones, there's so much emotion that can be captured yeah, in that picture. Like, so I've seen Candid pictures of um, people outside. I mean, this is obviously post-battle and stuff mm. like that, where someone's been brought off the battlefield, either terminal or dead. Yeah. And you've seen the people who weren't on the battle. And it's yeah. just, yeah, capturing that emotion in that moment. Yeah. And capturing that for that person. It's really, it's, like, it's so good. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of really, and I'm, like, thank you to anyone who takes a camera with them to any lot. Everyone who does it is incredible. Ben, uh, the ones that I know, Ben Smith, Ollie Facey. Um, Daniel. Daniel. Um, <laughs> yeah. everyone, like Gorgon Photography down at ILARP. Yeah. People that take so much time to edit, to collate, to yeah. take thousands of photos of a whole event and then spend hours afterwards editing them all. And like, buy your photos, yeah. people. <laughs> buy them, support yeah. your artists. Uh, or if you can't afford to buy them, if you're going to use them anywhere, especially on your, your socials, credit, credit your photographers. Yes, so important. Because there's nothing more irritating than coming across a photo that you've taken, that you know you've taken, and that person's just posting it without yeah. saying, taken by so-and-so. Yeah, it's... it's like, that's all it takes is just a single... Single line saying, photo taken by, then I either tag their, I mean, um, tag their photography page or a link to their Flickr or something or whatever they use. Yeah, they're they're incredible human beings. So good. Yeah. Or Um, if they watermark the picture, don't crop or take out their watermark without buying the picture. Yeah. It's it's true. There are some people whose their livelihood is taking photos. Yeah, it's so true. So, but but yeah don't take the piss yeah they're all incredible and, and wonderful respect people. and love your photographers yeah and 
try not to. I know it's difficult. Try not to spike the lens. Ah. <laughs> Oh, with your weapon? You work in IT. Oh. No, 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 not, no, no, no. Spiking the lens when you look directly down the camera lens. Oh. If you spike a photographer, try and avoid that. Oh, we call it staring down the barrel. Oh, I call it spiking the lens. Oh, I thought you meant, I thought you meant like no, literally no, no. stabbing. I'm doing well. We're doing good. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teaching you the, the old lingo ah, there, young right. lady. Thank you very much, darling. Shall we do the next question? Yeah, so this one's from uh, Adam Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um What's the most disastrous thing that could happen, short of player death, that could befall your characters, from both you as your character and as the player's perspective? God. Um, I wear a kilt a lot. Um, <laughs> wardrobe Marilyn, malfunction. Mon- Mon- Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Um, I, do, I don't I do go full Scotsman with the kilt. A wardrobe malfunction is always well, the worst. would probably be um, quite disastrous. Yeah. Um, that's more for a for player's perspective. Um, <laughs> rather than character perspective, Keys would probably find it hilarious. Yeah, he'd um, probably stand uh, there with pride. <laughs> uh, especially if if Keys in his head was going full traditional kilt wearer. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's gone. I hero, don't care. hero pose number three hundred and seventy nine. Exactly, go. all out in the wind. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's obviously that, which is the the sort of slightly silly answer. Mm. Um, I mean. Um, Obviously, I'm going down the, the religious route. Oh, God. Um, yeah, suddenly deciding, you know what, and saying something about how I feel about the virtues and being declared a heretic. Oh, yeah. See... Despite being an ambition priest, if I say something, I feel, I feel this should. This is how I should be following ambition. Yeah. And someone goes, no, you're not, you're a heretic. Yeah. And then that, getting the whole Inquisition involved oh, would be... Yeah, from a for a character perspective, it would be disastrous. From a player's perspective, great game it would probably actually be great game. Yeah, I was I was thinking but about. Please like... don't just accuse me of heresy just for shits and giggles. <laughs> Heretic. I mean, we we touched on this very briefly in the last episode. I have not learnt filters yet, mm. uh, nor have I learnt that consequences are a thing. Um, Actions have consequences. No, it's they the Nav- don't. It's the Navarre motto. Nah, they don't. I, I can stab. I'll tattoo that onto your face. <laughs> Agni wakes up in the middle of the night with keys, just consequences on Agni's forehead. Yeah. Um, but then she'd never see the consequences, though. You've got okay, to do it, do it on your, your own. Well, oh, understandable. Um, I think. Well, every page of your notepad, I'll just write consequences at the top oh, of every single page. Oh, no. Well, good luck to you with the effort. There's a lot of pages. Um, I think. Stamp. <laughs> I think I think Agni's main problem is drunkenly talking to people that she shouldn't. Well, I've noticed Agni do it a couple of times. Yeah. Where it's like, like you should not be saying yeah, these things. Yeah. Do you to these remember people. we were talking to the Cardinal of Vigilance, and I may or may not have been saying something that's may or may not have been slightly heretical. Um, and then yeah, I'm, I'm hoping he's um, either forgotten about that and isn't listening to this. Go, oh yeah, I meant to do something about that, and goes jog my memory. Thanks. I mean, like I, uh, but then also I was talking about out like brazenly murdering somebody to someone that was a magistrate i didn't know they were a magistrate at the time well, um the magistrates can just pay them off and what i hear right, well yeah with what money <laughs> do you get paid not me agony's gonna end up getting arrested at some point unintentionally like she's not actually done anything illegal or I'm wrong to pay in the her civil life. service something aren't i well, <laughs> find something. yes because you deal with agony's consequences <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're the action. I'm the consequence. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think. I think. But I think, in terms of that perspective, 
it would be an awesome way to learn about the legal system of the empire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I think that that would be pretty fun. Plus, I've never actually seen the whole justice system of Same. the empire. I think that would be really fun. Like getting Agni in front, like in the version of Crown Court, because she's inadvertently done this most amazing heist didn't even realize that she was doing it because she's and then realized <laughs> i think that would be so funny um oh dear. don't actually make it happen dear listeners because my god i'd probably walk no. into it on my own Ooh, the next question oh, no. is definitely another one for you i don't uh, know from from james far <laughs> uh-huh. can you stop stealing billionized weapons oh, no that one's for you isn't it uh no but in my response to that one is I will keep returning your weapons and try and stop her from doing it. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Can I stop stealing the weapons? Yes, I can. Will I stop stealing the weapons? No. You've got to just be more vigilant. For a small fee of 10 thrones, I will stop. <laughs> per weapon, I will stop stealing your weapon. Per event. <laughs> per weapon, per event, exactly. It's a subscription fee. Agni RS. Next question, shall we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From our dear Sam Wheatley. Um, are there any LARPs that you would uh, want to go to that don't yet exist or are so stupidly pricey that it doesn't make any logistical, logical sense yet? Um, I did touch on mine earlier. Um, would be a sci-fi LARP. Spaceship. Of, um, not necessarily even on the spaceship. We had a, we had a huge chat in one of our um, group chats mm. a while back. In regards to basically creating our ideal sci-fi LARP yeah. and how the system could work and what you could have for this and that and the other, and just to try to figure out how to make that a reality. Yeah. So that's one that, in my head, it doesn't exist yet because it's one that I created with a group of friends over a Facebook Messenger chat group. Nice. I would, I would love to bring in more airsoft to my LARPing life. I know that mm. there are airsoft LARPs out there. I've got enough airsoft weapons to sink a battleship was it blind dogs the one that yeah uh, dave and um, callum did yeah like something like that post-apocalyptic close cqb is what we call it in the in the good old uh, soft lingo and army lingo is like uh, so close quarters battle yeah would be really fun um a lot of people that i've spoken to about airsoft versus larping and all of that is like the having to wear eye pro and safety equipment constantly ruinings certain people's immersion and things like that i wouldn't have an issue yeah. with it personally no but you could also um combine that into a game where like you all have to wear gas masks to stop yourselves from suffocating to death yeah. it's the reason you're wearing a full face mask and visor yeah that's true in terms of larps that are so upsettingly expensive a lot of the really small larps there's a couple of them in the uk but also a lot of the like scandy larps yeah one i'd love to do is Drakenfest in germany yeah which I think there's the, the five day one. Again, it's um not only is I mean the cost of LARP, I was just looking at the cost of tickets, it's between hundred and forty five to two hundred and fifty euros per ticket, depending yeah. on what bracket you manage to get into. Yeah. Uh, but it's also getting across from the UK to Germany yeah. with my kit. Yeah. And the options there are basically do I fly and have extra luggage hold for my kit or do I drive <laughs> from the UK well, yeah, I mean, there was, to Germany? There, if you get enough friends together and you rent mm. like a minibus or something, then it can actually kind of like sort of even out on the on the cost. But it is it is just about it it is very it's just an expensive hobby in general. Um yeah. I'm I'm very fortunate in the fact that um I can afford it right now. 
But I keep on looking at all of the like the LARPs that I want to go to that we talked about in the yeah. last episode and like totting up all the numbers and I'm like, ah, this hurts me. Um Yeah. I mean I'd also love to like just experience like an American LARP. Oh god. Not necessarily full blown like boffers in a park. Yeah. I mean like bean bags. I mean more like a like sort a rent so yeah, or a US take on yeah. a fest LARP. Yeah, that'd be fun. Rather than a small LARP group yeah. in an area, like an actual fest LARP in the States, just to see what that the differences between a UK and a US fest LARP would be. Yeah, that'd be fun. And also, I, I, would, I would love to go to a US Ren Fair. I, do you know that the Ren Fairs are coming to the UK, man? There's, I don't know if we're going to be able to do them justice we, oh, we from won't. what I've seen. I want a turkey leg. I want, if if, if yeah. I cannot walk around a camp with a gallon of mead and a turkey leg in each hand, I'm not, not interested. Yeah interested um oh, it's the last question from the wonderful wonderful jim jim favorite larp memory to date god way to way to close out the episode on an easy question yeah mm-hmm. um mine there's many years of larp memories in my head um but probably my first ever uh funeral telling mm. for um the terminal sinwig oh. Um, the dead Morgan, yeah. uh, fair was it was, it was, was he Tofu at the I time? I think he was Fang. I think he's Tofu. He fang at the time, yeah. and um, I believe Birch as well also yeah. died in the same. And there was also another event. another player who it was their first ever event. So like <laughs> they were there too. Yeah, there was a lot of death in the EP at that. That, event. that was a lot of death on that one. Um, yeah. So doing that um that funeral was uh, something else. Yeah, you did it um, beautifully. It was yeah, so and, heartbreaking. Um, oh yeah, I, I was crying. Um, everyone was. Uh, I don't think there's a dry eye in the house during yeah. that thing. Yeah. Which, um, considering it, someone's not actually dead. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's weird, uh, right? It's, it's it's weird how the feelings really do come on thick. Yeah. Um, and then topping it all off by find, this is before I was my own priest, finding someone who could testimony. And making sure that Sinwig's soul was oh. testimonied with Land Snail. Oh, God. Someone inside him, find that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not. We no. do not. We do, do not, not influence your game. Yeah. No. Um, God. I, it, it's literally just something that I did because... We just want a little bit of the snail in Callum at all times. The Land Snail has to be wherever he goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's like not necessarily going to be there in the forefront of his game. Yeah, but, but you know he's there. Forever etched on his soul. Yeah, is Landsnail. I think it's it's so that event was such a pivotal event for everyone. I think for for me as well, it was the first time that I ever experienced uh, emotions on the changeling level. Is how I'm going to describe mm. it because like I um, was getting to be really good friends with Callum. And it was before I'd kind of like um, sort of managed to dissociate character versus person quite yet. So I was Mm. like, Callum is one of my really good mates now. So it's like it was one of those things where it's like, I care a lot about this person and I've only ever known them as Sinwig. Um, And it was the same with with, um, Jim's character, Morgan. Yeah. Back my microphone. Yeah. so Jim's character Morgan was the first person that Agni properly met, which we talked about um, last episode. And it's just kind of like um, it was really hard for Agni to see Sinwig 
and I remember mm. it clear as day like because I, I kind of knew it was coming because we talked about it OC and I was like I'm, I'm yeah. ready for this it'll be fine I'm not going to get emotional and I was keeping an eye on Callum throughout the whole battle um, yeah. and then he vanished and I was like what is going on and then I le- looked away and he was leaning up against a tree covered in blood yeah and it's hard when you see that happen because you kind of want to go up to someone and be like, oh, mate, no. And then you're like, I can't. Like, because also character deaths is so personal to that person as well. Yeah. Like we take from it what we do for ourselves, but also for them, it's so big. And I think watching you guys who'd been LARPing together for so long do mm. that telling and watching your reactions it was so it was it was beautiful like that's the only word that i can think of is yeah it's like i had heard rumor that he was planning something soon yeah and i remember before everyone went out in the battle i was arranging for everyone to be anointed because of my asthma oh yeah and he was like oh, i've already been sorted and i was like oh have you oh. okay then yeah yeah so i knew it was coming it was a, it was, it was, it was a lot of tears, and then but Morgan mm. died on a skirmish. That it was the yeah. one skirmish I've been on at Anvil, and Agni's closest friend died. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker! It was. Um, but it now gives us in in a great bar in the marches. Oh yeah, it does. There are other bars available, but if you do happen to go to the Blind Eye, they do excellent eel milkings. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just I like it I think I think it, that that whole event is my favorite like memory in terms of mm. empire in terms of like other things there is one that stands out for me from northern kingdoms which was in my first ever event um and it was down in the caves yeah. so if you want to listen back to the down in the caves episode for northern kingdoms it was a weird it was a weird lap I like I spending 2 days underground um is it isn't a, good for the head. <laughs> it's, it's strange. And it, also the conditions down there, you're always slightly damp as well because obviously you've got everybody breathing condensation, but then mm. you've also got like it was it was a damp weekend and it was chalky soil. Ooh. So it, it was, it the walls were damp, the rocks were damp. It was just damp. Um, yeah. Moist for anybody who doesn't like that word. Um, but it, <laughs> um, I remember being Northern Kingdoms was the first small scales-ish LARP that I'd gone to. And it was overwhelming for me because again, I didn't know the law as well as I possibly should have done. Um and everybody that was there had already got very close knitted friend groups. So mm. I was kind of there and I was like, I've made it and again, like the anxious Millie brain came in and was like, I've made a huge mistake coming here. I shouldn't be here. I just want to go home. Um, and luckily I stayed because, um, on the evening of the Saturday, we had this big push for all of the new players who had never done Northern Kingdoms before. And I had the best encounter with a monster that I've never even seen in my life. And it was when, (laughs) um, it was when I was with, uh, James Cosmo Farr, um, who was helping Mal in the caves to rescue two dwarves who had been crushed by a rockfall. Mm. Um, 
And so I was healing, I was healing, and I was like, it's fine. And I'm like, in Northern Kingdoms, the trauma cards are real. <laughs> there are so mm -hmm. many of them. And they all have time, like the broken leg ones, you have to set the wounds, like you have very specific steps that you have to go through. Phenomenal medical role play. It's so fun. Um, but so I was trying to knit this person's leg back together. I was trying to brace it, put bandages on it. And then I hear um, trauma ref behind us, who I didn't know this at the time, was the monster sound for a striga, which is just a scream. But it's it's one of those mm. zombie screams. Ooh, fun. Which when you're in a cave with zero light and nothing but red light to see from, and you hear it so close to you, truly terrifying like it was it was and i just i didn't literally but i figuratively shat myself um <laughs> just as a new kex point <laughs> yeah it was terrifying and and um i remember just slowly crawling back through the caves and being followed by this screaming noise and um and then it was horrible and terrifying um and the most exciting moment, I think, of my LARP career. It was so fun. Um, and then I had to do a whole, like, and then it really kicked off. I literally dropped these people with the other surgeons and was dragged out again. And there was a brain worm in someone, in a, in a corpse. So naturally, we bring the brain worm back. And then the creators brought out this whole prosthetic head scenario where we had to operate on this person's head and to actually extract the brain worm. And they'd created a little model for the worm. They had jelly inside the skull. They had prosthetic skin. They had like proper medical tools. Like we had scalpels and everything. And we yeah. had like very specific medical role play cards. And it and like there was toxicity involved as well. There were so many different steps. Like I remember because the brain worm thing on that whole plot wasn't really Mal's game. So I kind of gave way to the guys that would have had the brainworm storyline and they all like got downed with toxicity. <laughs> and so then I was there just like <clears throat> this, this person like freaking out because in my head, Mal is, Mal's a field medic. She's not, she's not a surgeon. <laughs> she <laughs> hasn't been to medical school, but she'll still break your, you know, she'll still fix you. Um, she might just leave a tool or two inside you when she does. Um, <laughs> um, Is Mel short for malpractice? No comment, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I had this, I had then had this most amazing moment where it was just me and two refs. And it was, and the two refs were just watching and like, and I felt like, I felt low-key honoured that they were spending what? so much attention on me. And I was like, this is honestly insane. It's so fun. And then I finished the surgery, managed to get it done. And then trauma ref comes up to me and is like, just so you know, it's been 15 minutes. You've succumbed to the effects of the toxicity. So then I just went, fuck, and collapsed on the floor. <laughs> and then, and it was just I, like, I loved that moment so much. Cause then when your eyes are closed and you're unconscious, all you can hear is people around you. And it, is, it was the hearing of, like, there was one player that legitimately just walked past my body on the ground and went, huh, okay. And they just <laughs> carried on his way. Um, what a bastard. And they, I know, right? And then, and, then I, and then I hear sort of dulcet tones from the bar saying, hey, the, the kid when he's collapsed outside, is anyone going to pick her up? And then, I, and then I remember Billy and James coming out 
and Billy picking me up off the ground and just like doing a kid when he slapped to wake me up out of it. And it was so fun. <laughs> um, honestly, like little moments like that where you just feel like the main character. Yeah. They're so good. And then and then you're like, I, I'm so happy with only having snippets of being the main character. I do not want to be the main oh, yeah. character for the whole time. Definitely. This goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like you're not you're not always the protagonist oh, in God, the story. No. I'm so happy not being the protagonist. No. <laughs> Leave that to the person on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, good luck to you. <laughs> Have fun. Hope you don't get vetoed. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited for E one. Oh, E one's gonna be it's great. It's gonna be so good. Ah, uh, so we've got we've got Reaper's rest in two weeks. Yep. Then we've got, and that's February. We've only got two months. Yeah. And then we'll be back in Anvil. Oh, I'm looking forward I'm to it. I'm so excited. Um, And we've got Patreons. We have skyrocketed at 22 Patreons. Wow. Yeah. It's, you guys are all phenomenal human beings. So I don't know, do you want to, have you got any dice near you? Uh, not available, but I have pick a, a um, pick a number between one and pick two numbers. Let's seeing as there are two twos in twenty two. Go, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Then 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 that's a ah oh, a question a question asker himself, Mister Daniel Wild is number nineteen. Thank you uh, very much. Thank you very much, Daniel. Uh, Joel, let's roll one more for good luck. Okay. Well, oh, fifteen. Fifteen. Here we go. I quite like counting. This is very good for my maths homework. One, two. <laughs> I'm getting there. That's Obi Rose. Thank you so much, Obi. Thank you very much. Yeah, you you guys are you guys are awesome. Um, yeah, you keep the lights on and the server going. We'll try not to have a sudden blank silence at some point during this episode, but if there is, we do apologise. Yeah, it, it's just bear with us, dear listener. Yeah. As we, as we, I'm pretty sure that for the first half of this episode, the recording device was wrong for my. Yeah, so setup. you might hear me a little bit of an echo. Yeah, you might hear my hot water pipes going off in the background. Yeah. I do apologise. It's it's, but... it's the change, and hopefully every episode will get better, and we'll learn, and we'll evolve, and. Uh, any tips, comments, advice that you guys have got, we'd gladly, I, I, as the person that edits it, would gladly um, take anything. So feel free to email us at thelarpnoobspodcast at gmail.com um, or find us on Facebook, The Larp News Podcast. Uh, we'll, see you guys, we'll see you guys in a few months when it's not the long dark anymore. Yeah. yeah. Strength of the Empire. Strength of Navarre. That Star Wars can't do anymore. No. We'll get a copyright strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>